the volume. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Colin Coward Podcast presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. No better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. There's a lot of reasons. It's America's number one sportsbook. Incredibly easy to use. Super safe. Totally secure. Super fast payouts in as quick as two hours. You're not going to get that anywhere. Also, same game parlay bets, live betting. It's the best. Hey, if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. I did it in 15 seconds. Get started now. Sign up. Please use the promo code Colin so they know we sent you. Please use the promo code Colin, C-O-L-I-N. FanDuel Sportsbook app. Sign up. Hi, everybody, and welcome into the Friday Morning Podcast. Sharps or squares? My picks of the week coming up with Chad Melman. But first, fake questions, real answers. Stuff I want to talk about, but don't want to wait for you to ask me the questions. Dear Colin, why does there seem like such a big gap between the best quarterbacks and the other ones? And it's been expanded in the last few years. Good question. And to answer that, I would think about the game show Jeopardy. There used to be a rule on Jeopardy for most of its existence. You could only win a week, five games. And that would usually mean you win about $100,000. And you could clearly tell the difference between really, really good people that could win an entire week and bad contestants. You really couldn't delineate the difference between somebody that was smart and like maybe a genius. Then they got rid of that rule. And Ken Jennings won 74 straight games. The human computer, James Holzhauer, won 32 in a row and $2.5 million. When you subtracted the limitations on the number of games you could win, you could now see a huge difference between smart and genius. Same in the NFL. We could always tell for years the difference between, you know, a, a great quarterback, Peyton Manning, and a good one in Bernie Kosar. But in 2005, Carson Palmer led the NFL, passing touchdowns 34. Peyton had 28. Brady, third with 26. They were all sort of bunched together, though we know Brady is the all-time great. But in the NFL, they have relaxed so many of those offensive rules. You can get away with more. They've been more restrictive on defensive rules. Suddenly, you now have guys throwing for 40 and 50 touchdowns. The gap between good Matt Ryan and great Aaron Rodgers is not yards or feet. It's miles. In fact, you hear people say things like, man, this looks so easy for Aaron Rodgers. 
just like Ken Jennings. The gap between Ken and somebody who could win a week, you didn't really see it, although maybe you suspect that he was smarter. The gap now between Aaron Rodgers and an offensive-driven league in Matt Ryan looks like the Grand Canyon. Dear Colin, what's the best memory of John Madden you've heard people discuss in the past few days? Well, there's a difference between great and an icon. And let me try to explain it. John was so ubiquitous, so fantastic, so relevant for five decades that you can't really boil his career down to one coaching moment or one broadcasting moment or one video game moment. Same with Johnny Carson. He had so many decades of groundbreaking shows, you can't boil it down. There are plenty of people, plenty of celebrities who have had a great show, a great movie or two or three, or a highlight. The difference between Carson and John Madden, you can't boil their career down to a moment. The difference between great and icon is Johnny Carson and John Madden and, say, somebody who just was a celebrity or starred in one of your favorite shows ever, Ted Danson. Dear Colin, do you think Mike McCarthy will take heat or Dak will take heat if they lose early in the playoffs? It's an interesting question. Let's first address early in the playoffs. Let's give Dallas one playoff win. They will host their first round playoff game. So let's say they beat a Philadelphia, beat a San Francisco, whoever is near the bottom of the NFC playoff picture. But remember, we generally don't blame an athlete if they lose to a greater athlete. We don't blame a coach if they lose to Belichick or Andy Reid. This is where Mike McCarthy and Dak could get a little bit of a pass if they at least win one playoff round. Is that if they lost to Tom Brady, it would be understandable. Or Aaron Rodgers, it would be understandable. Or Sean McVay and Matt Stafford, for Dak, that would be understandable. The truth is, after the first round, it's likely the Cowboys are an underdog. If Andy Reid loses, people will start talking about, this is it for Patrick Mahomes? Back-to-back -back years can't cap off the season? Those clock management issues will creep back in? Because he's got Mahomes, and he's got a better roster than all but maybe one or two teams in the league. McCarthy and Dak are not considered the best coach or quarterback going into the NFC playoffs. In fact, many would put them four of four in terms of division winners. Dear Colin, it's been a month since Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma for USC, and their fans are still chirping about it. Why? So glad you asked. There's a truism in life that most of us will eventually get dumped. A boss will fire us. A girl will dump us. And we've all been vulnerable, let go, dumped, and fired. But let's say you were the high school quarterback and you looked like George Clooney or Denzel in high school and you did the dumping. And then you went to college and you were a Division I athlete. And again, you did the dumping. And then you start dating as you 
or a pro athlete maybe, and somebody dumps you, well, you've never experienced it, and it's very painful. Oklahoma's never been dumped. They've always controlled the firings, firing basketball coaches, football coaches, John Blake, firing coordinators. The university has never had this experience. Lincoln Riley not only left them, not for the Dallas Cowboys, but for another top five to 10 college football program. That stings. If you've never been dumped, it hurts. And in communities like Norman, Oklahoma, or Morgantown, West Virginia, or Tuscaloosa, Alabama, where the local university is not only the emotional centerpiece, but it's often the biggest component to a local economy, everybody's connected. Everybody is so emotionally invested in Oklahoma football. And Lincoln Riley eventually said, hey, I'm out of here. And that never happened before. By the way, USC fans won't get emotional. John Robinson left USC for the NFL. Pete Carroll left USC for the NFL. Also, Los Angeles is a market that's got multiple options. It's got distractions like the mountains and the beach. It's got two NBA teams, two NFL teams, two soccer teams, a couple of hockey teams, the Dodgers. So if a coach dumps you, you move on to another team. That's why when Pete Carroll left USC, they weren't bitter. But in the small towns in America where the university is the fabric, whenever somebody leaves them, here's always the chorus. It's not that they left. It's how they left. No, bro. She dumped your ass. And when it happens for the first time, it stings. Dear Colin, did you hear Kyrie Irving say he wasn't prepared for the consequences of not getting the vaccine? <laughs> yes, I heard that. Um, he said he knew the consequences, but wasn't prepared for them. Isn't part of knowing the consequences being prepared for the consequences? Listen, if you and I got into a fight 10 years ago with Mike Tyson, we would be prepared for the consequences that our entire face could be caved in. Kyrie Irving's one of the top five to seven stars in the league. He was part of a big three on a marquee team in Brooklyn. If he couldn't see all of this coming, maybe Kyrie Irving's not quite as bright as he wants us to believe. It's sort of like when he said the earth is flat. Well, you do realize that for most of us, if anybody in our social circle ever said during a conversation, Colin, you know, I was thinking about this. I think the earth is flat. My response would be, check, please. Kyrie is trying to give off the vibe that he's ethereal and thoughtful. The deeper you look, there's not much there. All right, Chad Millman, CCO Action Network. I got a booster shot last Wednesday night. And uh, as it is, I don't get chills much or headaches much or coughs much. I do overheat from time to time. Once, twice a year, I'll get a kind of a nasty fever. So I got a huge fever and it uh, did not work Thursday and I already had Friday off. So I did not have picks last week. Have you gotten the booster yet, Millman? I got the booster uh, about seven, eight weeks ago. 
did not uh, have the impact on me that it had on you, where you just sounded like my Zadie when he was 85 years old. Zadie is like Jewish, Yiddish for grandfather. Yeah. I overheat sometimes. <laughs> That's what it sounds. That's what I overheat me. once or twice a year. I might overheat. And I did. I got I slept for nine <laughs> hours, got up, two hour nap, later an hour nap, went to bed at eight, slept eleven hours, then I was fine. Um I'm a big fan of the booster. I, I will take if people don't want their, their vaccinations, just send them to me. I will take whatever anybody else yeah. isn't taking. You ever thought about this? Some people don't get it because they're afraid of shots. I have two friends like that. They hate shots. One guy passes out. I'm like, I don't care. I get, do you know, I do this once a week. Once a week, I go next door to a place and get zinc and magnesium and vitamin D in my body. I do it three to four times a month next to my house. Instead of just taking the uh, vitamins? Um, yeah, I get a shot of it. I get a boost of it. So especially when I go to Utah to ski or we go into the cold season, I'll do it like three times a month. Now in the summer, I'll do it maybe once a month twice a month. I just go in. It takes about 15 minutes. It's called Myers bag. And I just load it up with magnesium, zinc, vitamin D, B12. And if I'm going to go on a plane anywhere, if I'm going to go, I'm going to be, it, 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 I'm going to have a long week of work, Super Bowl week. I just get all juiced up. So I got a needle in my arm. I mean, I know that sounds bad, like I'm a junkie, but I have a needle in my arm like three times a month. You know what? When you were living in West Hartford, you never would have gotten a Myers bag. This nope. is just you. Moving to Southern California, hippy dippy doo, just getting all <laughs> kinds of medicines. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I don't love the lines this week, but I, between the COVID issues, which you have to monitor, my entire life, I made my bets Sunday and Monday, the earliest that I could, earliest I could. Now I make my bets as late as I can because of all the COVID stuff. So I'll just throw out games that interested me. Um, all right. Vikings beat the Packers the first time. Green Bay's at home minus six and a half. I think Green Bay realizes they're not necessarily buttoned up, haven't played well, struggled to bury the Bears, struggled to bury the Browns. So I think it's important to not only win here, but play well. Jair Alexander practiced. He could take their top receiver, Justin Jefferson, to some degree out of the game. I'd probably take Green Bay minus six and a half, sharper square. That's going to be square. That number is so big right now. You're probably getting three points of value on the Vikings. Most, most professionals would have this power rated closer to three and a half, maybe four and a half. Um, but don't forget, the Vikings all season long, they A, end up playing in close games. B, end up playing to the level of their opponent. So when they're playing someone bad, they play pretty bad and it's a close game. When they're playing someone good, they play pretty well and it's a close game. Saw the same thing last week at the Rams. Obviously, they were three-point underdogs. Game ended at seven, but the game was that that was a close game. That's a one-score game, right? So you're getting the two or three points of value. It's interesting to me. The line had been holding at six and a half for most of the week, largely because the professional betters continued to bet on the Vikings at six and a half. The Alexander news came out, a little bit more public money came in on the Packers. Come Sunday, a lot of professional money is going to come in on the Vikings, especially if this game stays at seven. Hey, it's Colin for FanDuel. Each win means even more in the college football playoffs. 
That's why FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking up new customers. 30 to 1 enhanced odds on any team to win their semifinal game. That means $5 bet can win you 150 bucks. Just sign up, FanDuel Sportsbook, use the promo code Colin, and make a deposit to claim your 30 to 1 enhanced dodge. There's no better place to bet in the college football playoff. Safe and secure. When you win, FanDuel pays you in less than two hours. Already have FanDuel Sportsbook? FanDuel's hooking up all customers, all customers, with 50 bucks. When you refer a friend, plus your friend will get 50 bucks too. Okay, download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, 15 seconds, or head to sportsbookfanduel.com. Promo code Colin, 30 to 1 odds on any playoff team to win. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund 10 bucks. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbookfanduel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile slash web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Jersey, and Virginia. Or call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Or go to 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Brown Steelers, interesting. Big Ben's last game. So I expect an elevated emotional performance. Steelers were embarrassed. Elevated emotional performance. Steelers are home dogs. Mike. Tomlin's history as dogs. So Pittsburgh plus three feels like the side. I do wonder, Chad, if I should wait and it goes up, but sharper square first. Let's start with that. Definitely sharp betting the Steelers. You can get the Steelers right now at three and a half. And this is a massive, massive pros Joe's game. And what I mean when I say that every single week is you've got the professional betters on one side. So the majority of the money about 69% of the money is coming in on the Steelers and you've got majority of the bets coming in on the Browns. 
So that's the discrepancy. When you have bets, that's what the public is doing. When you have money, that's what the pros are doing. Um, this has been a pros game all week. It did get bet down to three for about 24 hours. It's come back up to three and a half because of the public money coming in on the Browns. But you're right. I mean, people are betting on the emotion of Ben Roethlisberger's last game at home, of Mike Tomlin being a coach who can rally his troops and put them in the rah-rah Mike Tomlin spot. The fact that these games in the division tend to end up being around a field goal, um, a lot of sort of signals playing in your favor here. I would take Washington plus three and a half hosting the Eagles. I have a rule. If you are publicly humiliated, especially by a division rival, you'll bounce back and play very, very well. I think Washington can cover or win straight out. I'll take the hook. I'll take three and a half. It's been one of my rules for years. Sharper square. Totally sharp. In fact, uh, on the favorites, on the podcast I do with professional better Simon Hunter, you know we have this segment called Sharp Calls. It's where professional bettors, we do the podcast on Tuesday afternoon, we go over every game, and then we go over the lines on Thursday to see where things are landing, how news is moving, what, how that information is impacting our decision making. One of the segments we do is called Sharp Calls. It's where a lot of other professional bettors who listen to the podcast, uh, they call Simon and they sort of critique what he likes and what he doesn't like, or what we talked about. This He got literally eight calls from other professional betting groups uh, that are sort of peers of his, uh, with how much they love the Washington football team here. It was at plus four when it opened. If you could get that great, get it down to plus three and a half. That's fine too. A couple of weeks ago, the Eagles at home were minus two and a half. And so then all of a sudden, like there's a huge, huge swing. This is a couple of points of value here that you're really getting. It's a total, total overreaction to what happened in prime time for the Washington football team against the Cowboys and your, your instincts about getting blown out. You, you were specific about the division, but it's really specific to anyone that's blown out. Teams that didn't cover by more than 28 points. So like the Washington football team last week, when they are blown out since 2003, 78, 46 and five, against the spread the next week. That's 63%. So bookmakers are banking on the public overreacting to the Eagles. Everyone in Vegas loves this game. So the Cowboys are swallowing uh, four and a half against Arizona. Uh, Arizona's problems, according to Greg Cosell, are that they're not handling pressure and man-to-man coverage particularly well. The Cowboys create pressure and play the most man-to-man coverage in the NFL. So I think Dallas at home wins. I do worry about teams that win easily, games over by half, can lack the intensity and urgency the following week. So my guess is the sharp play is Arizona. My play is Dallas minus four and a half, sharper square. You're playing both sides of it, and the wise guys are kind of playing both sides of it too. I can't give you a definitive sharper square on this. The game was at six, and it got bet down to four and a half. And then when it got to four and a half with the Cowboys favored by four and a half points, it got bet bad up to six. And I think a lot of people, a lot of wise guys, as they've done the research this week, similar to what uh, Greg talked to you about, and Greg's amazing, and I always love when he's on your show, is Kyler especially, Kyler Murray on third down, is just struggling without DeAndre Hopkins. And I think Cliff Kingsbury, professional bettors have always thought Cliff Kingsbury, once it gets to the second half of the season, is a terrible coach. And you can go back to his record at Texas Tech. Yeah, you can playing with Patrick Mahomes 
awful, awful once you get out of September, October. And it's proving to be true again. What he did in that game last weekend, the decision making he had on that Saturday night was just dreadful. Not even even against like the new sort of looks at analytics and how people are thinking about going forward in various spots, just terrible. So you've got Cliff making bad decisions. You've got Kyler Murray struggling on third downs without Hopkins. It's kind of a game like if you can get the Cowboys at six, I think it's still the right side. If it gets to six and a half or seven, you probably want to skip it. I've had a lot of success this year betting the Chargers. So I'm going to take Denver plus five and a half Bridgewater practice this week. I bet I bet against him in one. I bet for him, and here's why. I'll go back to this. Why does Kyler Murray struggle so much without DeAndre Hopkins, yet Tom Brady doesn't, missing Chris Godwin or a Mike Evans? Why? Aaron Rodgers, by the way, has never lost a game missing Devontae Adams. Why? Because when you get to a certain number of years in this league, five or six or seven years starting, you're much more capable of working without your best targets. But a Kyler Murray or a Justin Herbert last week missing Mike Williams and his starting Pro Bowl center, young quarterbacks struggle, even if they're talented, much more than veteran quarterbacks missing key pieces because this is a hard position to play. So Vic Fangio has given Justin Herbert troubles. Bill Belichick given Justin Herbert troubles. He's still a kid. And in this instance, I think the game is close. It's divisional. I'll take the error-free Teddy Bridgewater plus five and a half sharper square. Yeah, I mean, that's the sharp side. You're, you're kind of guessing right now that um, Teddy Bridgewater is going to play. In the last 24 hours, he has practiced, but his status is still a little bit uncertain. But the Broncos right now, for an example, 98% of the money coming in on the Broncos Majority of bets, a little more than 50% coming in on the Chargers. So you do have a pro-Joe discrepancy here. Uh, the Broncos with Teddy Bridgewater on the road as a sort of close to touchdown underdog are going to be the side that the wise guys consistently play, especially against Justin Herbert. Forget it, even no matter who the Broncos are playing, that's the side they're going to like because they like Teddy and they like the way this defense plays and they like them on the road. They're always a little bit undervalued on the road, this team. Justin Herbert has just been too inconsistent, right? And I don't think he has the advantage, again, of a coach in Brandon Staley. He's not Cliff Kingsbury. He's much more consistent in his decision-making. But with that consistency, you know that there's going to be opportunities for them to not score points inside the red zone because of his tendencies to go for it on fourth down. So that has the opportunity to keep the game a little bit closer. However, I will say, I wouldn't bet this one yet. Like. Wait and make sure Teddy Bridgewater is playing because Drew Locke is not an NFL quarterback. And if he is, then you skip it. Uh, Rams at the Ravens. FanDuel now has the line at Ravens plus four and a half. I saw a video of Lamar Jackson and the limp was significant. If he doesn't play, I would take the Rams minus four and a half. That's what it feels like to me. I feel like the Ravens have done as good a job as possible to put Band-Aids on their problems, but they've been in so many emotional games recently. I kind of feel like even though the Rams were just on the road, went home, go back on the road, I'd probably take the Rams minus the point, sharper square. 
Yeah, this is a really, really tricky one. Early in the week, when the Ravens were three and a half, and the speculation was not knowing about Lamar Jackson, but expecting him to play, the wise guys were all over the Ravens. And then that video came out. And since that video came out, the line has been shooting up. So now you mentioned it's a four and a half. I know a lot of professional betters are trying to sort of buy back on the Rams because they saw that video. My take on this is personally, if I can make an executive decision here, I'm sticking with the Ravens. And if you keep getting the value, great. Um, But Lamar Jackson is probably going to get a pretty significant shot to play on Sunday, which he might not have gotten on Wednesday at practice. They're getting much healthier in their defensive secondary, which is important where they've been missing so many players. I think you've got a huge coaching advantage in John Harbaugh. And the one thing the Ravens haven't suffered on when it's come to injuries and COVID is the running game uh, on their defense. And that's what the Rams need to set up the entirety of their offense. So give me a team that has a better coach at home with a quarterback who may be, you know, not feeling any pain on Sunday uh, and the opportunity to stop what the other team can do offensively that sets up their system. I'd stick with the Ravens. So you don't like Sean McVay as a coach? I think he's great as a coach. I think John, I think John Harbaugh is just better. No. no, no. I, and I will say, you know, it's funny. Earlier in the year, there were conversations. Do people like the Rams to win the NFC West? Do people like the Niners to win the NFC West? My feeling on this is, who do you like better, Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay? I'm a huge Kyle Shanahan fan. I think that what he did last year when he was basically playing with a different lineup every week that was almost always second and third stringers, he almost relished the opportunity. He looked at it and said, I can do so many interesting things. And he kept his team in so many games. That to me is the mark of a great coach. You're seeing with Belichick too, and sort of the way he was able to recast his entire team in 24 months. Um, I think Shanahan's the best coach in, in the NFC West. And uh, it's not to say I don't like Sean McVay. I think he's obviously uh, incredibly talented, but I think Harbaugh is better. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. By the way, now I give you the line I missed. I'm guessing it's Dolphins plus three and a half of the Titans because I think the Dolphins defense is great and I don't trust Tannehill without a power running back, although A.J. Brown has emerged as a spectacular player. Uh, so I would take the Dolphins plus the points. But is there a bet I missed you love? Well, I'll counter you and say that actually the Titans are the game other than the Washington football team that the wise guys have loved the most this week. They, they've been riding this Dolphins team and playing them in the right spots, but look at who the Dolphins have beaten in their winning streak. Lamar Jackson in a short week, Zach Wilson, Mike Glennon, Joe Flacco, Ian Book, Cam Newton, Tarod Taylor. Um, their oh. O-line is terrible. Tennessee is now healthier. And got extra we prep. Saw how, yeah. They, and they've had more time to prep um, So because they beat the, the Niners on a Thursday night. Um, this line moved for a minute 
for literally a minute on Tuesday to minus three. I bet it at Titans minus three. Uh, a ton of money came in on the Titans at three and a half. And so, and this is really interesting because this is one of those games that is a pros Joe's game in favor of the uh, in favor of the the Dolphins getting the bets, the Titans getting the money, uh, um, the Dolphins getting the the bets and the Titans getting the money. So the underdog here is a little bit of a public underdog. Finally, got anything else? So I just mentioned Kyle Shanahan, and it's just an interesting trend to pay attention to. Uh, another very public dog right now, the Houston Texans, right? This line should be between the Texans and the Niners is 12 and a half. Most wise guys have it power rated at 14. So there's a little bit of value in a very, very big dog on the Niners. Um, obviously, Trey Lance is playing, but I think that a lot of professional bettors are looking at this and thinking, this is a much better team that has more value from a point spread point of view, and you're going to get away from backing a public dog. And you get a lot of public dogs these days. And we've talked a lot about this. The more betting becomes part of the public consciousness and the more people are aware of it and the more legal it becomes in more states, there's some people that are getting smarter. And the Texans are one of those teams where people like the way they play. They feel like getting a lot of points is an opportunity to bet them. The wise guys are fading that trend this week. So the wise guys like San Francisco. Right now. All right. Anything else happened to you recently? I haven't seen my wife in a week, and she got snippy with me on texting this week. That's when you know you need to hang out together, when you're arguing on texting. Will you get a matcha green tea zinc cocktail shot in the arm on New Year's Eve with your wife? Is that how are you going to celebrate it? I, I don't do New Year's Eve because I lived in Vegas for seven years. I went out one New Year's Eve, and it's the last time I threw up in the back. I'll tell you a true story. I was dating a girl. She had gone to Nordstrom's and bought some slinky stuff. I drank too much at a party. I was going to throw up in her new convertible. She said, don't throw up in the car. I grabbed the bag and threw up all over her slinky stuff. Felt terrible. Uh, lost a lot of money. And I decided I'm never going to get that drunk again. That was the last time in my life I've been drunk. That was over 30 years ago. I haven't been drunk what? in 30 years. <laughs> what were you drinking? Uh, I think I was doing stuff like, you know, rum, brown liquors, which I don't like. I'm not a big, you know, it's funny. I tell my kids. I like drinking so much, I never drink too much because I never want to be told you can never have another drink again. So I love having a tumbler a couple days a week. And just tonight, I'm going to have a tumbler. I'm going to have a tumbler and watch some NBA or watch a bowl game. And you know what I mean? Sometimes when you like something so much, you don't want to do it too much because you're eventually limited. So I completely agree. Yeah. Like I've, I've, you'll hear about these people. I used to work with somebody who'd never touch. Never touched an ounce of alcohol. He was very intense. And I always wanted to say, you probably should. You need to lubricate a little more. To me, I'm intense. So occasionally, you know, just got to knock one out. I will tonight, uh, December 30th, I will make myself probably a Boulevardier, which is a bourbon, sweet vermouth, and Campari. I don't like a, a very sweet cocktail, 
tomorrow we're going to we're going to covid test in the morning if we're negative our friends are covid testing in the city they're coming out we're going to cook all day we'll probably make a couple more drinks uh it'll it'll be a good time but i'm with you i like the i, I see people puking on television from drinking too much and i'm like i never want to feel that feeling again i'll have two at the most and then i'm done same same that's it like i don't need it I don't need it. I remember like when I, I used to work at Sports Illustrated when I got out of college, I left Sports Illustrated and uh, we had a huge party the night that I left, came home living on 57th Street in the city in Manhattan uh, in the middle of the night, leaned over, puked on the carpet. Oh. And uh, we had to cut out, use a mat knife to cut a square out of the carpet. And like when it came time to sell the apartment, we had to take the bed out and just take the carpet out entirely because we couldn't have a, an apartment with a hole in the, in the middle of the carpet and try to sell it. I think that might be the last time that I puked. And that was probably, yeah, close to 30 years ago. When my son was 12 or 13, I was having a cocktail once. And he said, Dad, you know, that's just a coping mechanism. That's what my son said. He was 13. And I said, yeah, have kids. You'll need to cope. He never, he never brought it up again. No. My kid once said to me, I once uh, fell asleep on the floor while playing with my kid. And I would fall asleep when they were younger anywhere. Yeah. And then he finally said to me, he goes, why do you fall asleep every single time we're playing? And I go, you are wearing me the fuck out. Never, never got asked that question again. <laughs> You know what they say, my wife always says, the days are long with kids and the years fly by. Dude, the other night, my kid who's home from, who, you know, broke his leg, has been home from college for like two months, but all of his friends just got home. And so he had like 12 friends over and my wife was out of town uh, with her younger son. They went away for a few nights. So I was solo with like these 12 kids. They were up until 3.30 in the morning. I know, it's crazy. I can't, and like, I was trying to go to bed. I wasn't like openly trying to monitor them, but like, it was too loud. I couldn't go to sleep. Yeah. Can't do this anymore. Yeah. My, I'm too old. Yeah. My daughter, she can stay up. My daughter's sleep. I don't get it. It's not for me. I haven't seen an 11 on a clock since I was like 24. Forget about it. <laughs> like, forget. It, it, there's no way I'm staying up past 10 o'clock at night. It drives me insane. I set my little Apple watch and my thing like 10 o'clock, dismiss everything, nighttime, no notifications. I am done. Well, finished. When I worked at ESPN for 10 years, I never saw fourth quarter of a Monday night football game. So I always laugh when Mike and Mike were doing that show, you know, they would talk about NBA games when the Lakers were in the playoffs. And I'm like, I know what time you guys have to show up to work. I know you didn't even watch that game, but they'd get these great information packets. I would have done the same thing, by the way. I'm not staying up till midnight, getting up at four. The best part about living out West, A, the weather, and B, if you're a sports fan, all the games are wrapped up by 930. There is no yeah. midnight baseball playoff game. Well, look, you have you have Nick Wright on your show all the time, and he co-hosts that show in the morning on Fox with Kevin Wilds, who you know right. really well, and I know really well, who's a good friend and brilliant creative producer who's now having a star turn hosting a show with, with uh, Nick. And he and I had lunch like maybe a month ago, and we were talking about the schedule and how he's adjusting. And like, 
you know, how he's getting his information and watching games so he can be ready to talk about the Lakers early in the morning. It is, it is a nightmare. Oh, it's incredible. I, I told him when you're in your 30s and 40s, like there was a point I was doing a three hour radio show at ESPN, Sports Nation, and writing a book and occasional side projects. Like those days are over. Daddy does a radio show, comes home for a nap, couple times a week does a podcast. That's what you get from me. Yeah, this is classic Colin, by the way. Those days are over. Other than the radio show I do three hours a day and the business I'm building, that's it. <laughs> I'm not doing anything else. Well, other than the employees I have and the 17 podcasts and the talent scouting I'm doing and the radio show. That's it. Now, these guys who run the volume, they know what they're doing. I don't do much. I got to be honest with you. I don't do much. I agree with you. Yeah. On both counts. Like, they know what they're doing. They do. Just let it go. Let it go. All right, partner. Good seeing you. Happy New Year, brother. All right. Same to you, Chad Milman, Sharper Square. Check us out. YouTube page. Put that little red button. Click it. Subscribe to us at The Volume Sports Plus Instagram. Rate, review, subscribe. Talk soon. Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.